Welcome to the What is Happening in Salt Lake podcast series, brought to you by slc.gov and the Salt Lake Small Business Development Center. The purpose of the podcast series is to review topics relevant to Salt Lake-based business owners and startups, as well as to highlight success stories from other entrepreneurs. Welcome everyone to Startup SLC Podcast. Today we'll, we will be interviewing Alfonso and Claudia Brito, owners of Santo Taco and a handful of other small businesses in Salt Lake City. Before we jump into it, let's do brief introductions. My name is Roberta Reichelts. I work at Salt Lake City in the Economic Development Department. And I'm Will Wright, also with Salt Lake City Economic Development. And my name is Peter Collister and I work for the Salt Lake SPDC, which stands for Small Business Development Center. And so Alfonso and Claudia, tell us a little bit about you. Right. Okay. My name is Alfonso Delito. I uh, was born in Mexico and uh, I moved to the United States 22 years ago. I started working for the Mexican consulate. I worked there for seven years and then I started working for corporate America and then I become business owner and uh, happily married with Claudia for 32 years and uh, we have four children. And my name is Claudia. I'm from Mexico too. I'm uh, Mary Alfonso. And as he told before, we come to the United States and we start working hard. And now we are business owners of uh, Santa Taco and another business. I'm very happy, Mary. <laughs> um, you have to say that, okay? <laughs> so Claudia and Alfonso, well, I know Santo Taco wasn't your first business. So tell us how you opened your first business and then how you got up to Santo Taco and some of the challenges you faced along the way. Well, we uh, always want to start a business and we really try maybe 10, 15 different business before to really learn how to run successful a business. We can, we can mention a lot of things that uh, we face, a lot of challenges, a lot of, you know, we, we didn't know how to do business in America. So it was really tough at the beginning. But after several tries, we were able to find a good business and we, uh, we learned. And now we have a big team of team members and are helping us to run our business. And that is here we are now. So we, we start with a retail stores, cell phone stores. We start in a small table inside of a Mexican market right here in, in Rose Park. And then, uh, we start with that. You remember Blockbuster? We bought a table from Blockbuster for $5. And my wife, Claudia, was there for hours and hours, 12 hours, 12 hours a day. And I was working for this factory in our line. Until Claudia told me, hey, it's time I need help. And now uh, you need to incorporate to our, your business. And then uh, we were able to successfully run a small cell phone stores. I went to the Swamit and buy phones for $5. I clean it, I fix them and sell it for 20 And I started growing. And one day we had the opportunity to become uh, dealers for Metro by T-Mobile. And then uh, it grows to now have several stores and three estates. And here we are today. So how did you transition from retail phone business to food? Well, it's my it's our passion. Kelly and me, we are very passionate about food and always was a dream to have our own restaurant. So we start in a small taco cart is as a marketing tool just because we like to cook. And so we use it as a marketing tool to bring more customers to the cell phone stores. And uh, people love our tacos. <laughs> and we start selling a lot of then uh, then we don't give the, the, the tacos for free. We start selling tacos and then we bought a trailer to move the taco car and then a food truck and now we have the restaurant and now we have another restaurant in, in Logan and is how we, we start, you know, working hard, be honest, pay taxes, learn English and have a good people around you. It's very it's a key component. We believe a lot in having a good team members, believe in the people, provide the tools, provide the environment, be fair, pay good wages and 
you know, we have relationships with the employees for several years. And, you know, my, 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 they become part of our family. You know, I imagine immigrating to the United States would be tough enough to do. What was it like starting a business after immigrating to the United States? Claudia, can you tell us a little bit? Because she was a key component. I mean, she's my partner, my, my wife, and she, she has been just an amazing, you know, it's, it's everything. Oh, it's hard. I, I think the passion you have for to doing something, the clue, I think, is being together and work together and always support each other. It's hard because the language, obviously, we have myself, I have broken English. I always put myself and say I need to learn it and always rely on other people. I think Alfonso teach me how I start asking questions and I always scared to talk like now and uh, for another people and he always say just just rely on other people learn about others but uh, coming from an, from another country is difficult and mostly I think the language is the big barrier for us but uh, you need to try it I can say people is nice to you don't maybe speak well they always understand what you try to say and they'll help you I think you need to have the passion to start. And if you have somebody like my husband, they always be next to me. Alfonso is, is always positive. And even we have a struggle when we start, we always say we need to do another one and another one. And we keep doing it until we get it. Yeah, uh, I just want to add, I'm sorry, that uh, yes, uh, the language barrier was a big challenge and also the cultural part, right? Because moving from Mexico, moving from one country to another country is very challenging. But uh, if you want to be successful, you need to learn the language. You need to speak English. Yes, we don't speak perfectly, but we can communicate very well. And it's, it's a key component. If we are in the United States, we have to speak English. Were there any resources available to help in learning English or better understanding culture in the United States? Claudia can tell you, uh, you know, (laughs) it's not resources. There are a few, but if if you move, I mean, you have to work and sometimes you don't have time to learn the language in the proper manner to go to school. Yeah, there are resources, but no, we learn just working. You know, Claudia can tell you one of her experience when she started working for a restaurant. Yeah, when you come from, you try to just adapt where they asking you for. And I remember I work in a restaurant and this is, I always talk about the funny story. I, I have a regular customer. Then he say to me, not too much ice. And I hear just much, right? For me, it was like, oh, he want more ice. Then I put more ice in his cup. I said, I know that's too much. And I said, oh, he want much and a lot. Then I put more and things like that. that when when I, he's like, no, 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 that's too much. And I'm like, oh, he want full cup. Then I put a lot of ice and he's like, poquito. I was like, oh. Then for me, it was like, oh, my God, I need to just try to understand now. When I work in the restaurant, I say, okay, I need to learn immediately the basics, like a spoon, fork, just like a kid, right? And and myself, I can tell you, it's a resource, but when you're working, because I work in the bank later when I learn English, you don't have sometimes time because you have kids and everything. But if you put yourself, and I'm going to tell you how I learned myself, I learned with with the programs for kids. I, I see Disney Channel and I see Door Explorer and I see Sesame Street and read books with my kids for kids. That's the way I learn English. You need to find your resource too because you're busy working. <laughs> Did the two of you generally find kind of positive experiences and that people were for the most part supportive? Yes, I can tell you that State of Utah has been an amazing uh, place for our family. Very, very well. They, they receive us really well. I really never experienced something that I need to tell you, like a discrimination or something like that. I haven't. I don't know if Claudia say something different, but myself, I've been around always good people. And it was 
I will say that the people around us, the people that we deal every day, the people that are customers and or previous employers, they always were very fair with us. Otherwise, Claudia can maybe has other experience, but on my side, I can tell you always was good. Other than the, maybe our kids, they face a couple of things in the school. Uh, I can tell you just one experience in the school where, again, is the language barrier. My kids, when they went to the school, they put them in a special programs because their first language at home was Spanish. So when they went to the school, they automatically went to the special classes just because first language at home was Spanish. But I speak up. I went to the principal and uh, I expressed my concerns and my daughter was having issues going to those classes because she was a little behind. And I mean, expressed my concerns. The, the principal listened to me and she says, she kind of at the beginning was, well, if you want, I can put her in a regular class. And I just said, well, if she needs special classes, it's good for my daughter, put her in, in a special classes. But at the end, they understood that uh, she was speaking perfectly English because she was born in America. She was, or her friends were English speakers and she just speak out like a, like an American English. And, uh, and that's one of those things that I can tell you. That's the, the one of the, the parts where we have to, you know, express and tell the, the, the person in charge that uh, maybe it wasn't right the way that my kid was treated. And, uh, but I was able to fix it because I, well, I can express myself in, in, in English. And also there are resources, uh, bilingual resources at the school where parents, if they feel that they are not treating well, they can always go and get a translator and express themselves. I will tell all my, and I always, when I can, I always tell them, hey, the only way that, uh, or uh, government or school districts and whatever instance, if they don't know, they don't know. They have to know and we have to let them know what's going on. That way, if they don't know the problem, how we want to fix it. So it's working to continue expressing ourselves or all our concerns so we can solve the problem. And that's, that's the, the part where uh, I can tell you that was the, the, the part where we have to, you know, say this is not right. Because my daughter can be behind a couple of years if I do not express myself. She can be behind in the school and she will continue attending special classes when she doesn't need it. I mean, she was normal. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I, I didn't understand at that point why she was put in a special process. That's cool. So you had to advocate for yourself and your family. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I have to go and tell them. Yeah. So I'm interested going back to the businesses that you have. You're pretty, you know, central. We, we think of you as, you know, being a really strong presence on the west side of Salt Lake City. You've got a lot, a lot along that sort of in between that Poplar Grove and Rose Park neighborhood. So tell us why, how you got established there, why you guys, you know, chose the spot for Santo Taco and Rose Park. And like, what, what do you see happening in those neighborhoods for maybe commercial district revitalization or? Well, one of the things is uh, we always feel very welcome in that uh, community. And uh, the community is strong, it's diverse and very supportive to local business. And we were doing pretty good business and, and the, with the cell phones. And then one of the challenges at the beginning, I have to tell you that just I'm going to put an example. I have a friend that I invite him to the restaurant, to Santo Taco. And he said, hey, I never been in Rose Park. What? You yeah, and he was born in Utah in the Sandy area. And he says, I never been in Roseburg. I said, How comes? I can't believe it. And he said, No, but I want to go to your restaurant. So he went to the restaurant, have a very good experience. He loved the food. He loved the community. And he actually, you know, I love my community in Roseburg. But the, the expectation that he has, I don't know why, was that the west north side, it was a little, you know, not the, the, the area where you want to go to have a, a, a lunch, you know. And so, that was one of the challenges when we started Santa Taco that we're going to open this restaurant in Roseburg where maybe it's not going to be 
a good spot to bring people not just from our community because they are very supportive of our business. How are we gonna make how are we gonna make other people like my friend, like Randy, that he never went in his life, even that he was born in Utah, to Rose Park to have a lunch with his family. I wanna bring more Randys to my restaurant. And then I um, I have a uh, very lucky to uh, find Sam, which he is our marketing manager, and he lived before in Rose Park. He grew in Rose Park. Now he's living in Basketball. And he said, oh, it's easy. Uh, let me let me handle it. So we start making our restaurant more appealing to the market that we are trying to reach. We found a lot of work through his uh, experience as a marketer. And then people start trying coming to the restaurant, and the area is nice. The restaurant is, uh, is very welcoming. And then uh, today, we have uh, people coming from Crack Park City. I can tell you, Sugar House, anywhere. You know, we have customers for everywhere. We got part of our customers are coming from the, the north side and Bantipo. And our community, which is Blender Rose part of 81, is uh, the six August 84116. They are amazing supporters. Uh, they, when we started Santa Taco and Rose Park, our base customer was the the, all the, the houses around the, the, all the neighborhood and they come and they were, what is it? Hey, are you guys doing okay? Are you guys, uh, you guys doing a good business? Yeah, we're doing pretty good. And, uh, they continue coming and coming and, uh, our regular customers is, 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 uh, is our community and has been very good for all the business around us because we kind of raise the bar. We have our ne- next door neighbor businesses. Uh, oh, by the way, they, now they put a Chevron. You remember, I don't know if you remember this a, a small, uh, store. I can't remember the name, but it was like a, a market. The market, and now it's such a brand. So the, really, the, the, the dynamics are changing, and it's looking amazing. We are super happy to be part of this community. So you, you've talked about your team a couple of times and the importance of having a good team. How big is your team, and what are some of the key players that you have on it? Yes, we 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 have a, a team with close to a hundred people and working for one common goal. And uh, Claudia can tell you a little bit more about our team because really we are nothing without them. We can do it. And sometimes, as a new business owner, you think that you can do everything, or sometimes you think you you are the best doing certain things, and then you find out that people is better than you doing a lot of things like that. I mean, I have a passion for food, but I can food as well as uh, Raúl do it because he has been cooking for many many years. And he has experience and he can make a beautiful taco. So beautiful carne asada. And uh, I can do it, but uh, no, no, like a Raul. And then I can tell you about our accountant or marketing manager or district managers or managers and everybody, the sales person. So everything working as a team for a common goal, be successful, be the number one. And uh, it's important that everybody knows what is our direction, where we want to go, what we want to accomplish. And, uh, and it's amazing how these dynamics the same dynamics in the team, when somebody get in the team and you are in that kind of environment, it makes you better and better. We can see how when we hire somebody, Ashley is this perfect example, right, Mommy? How Ashley, we hired when she was 16 years old. Now she's about to graduate from a nurse as a nurse. And I know she's going to be working as a nurse very soon. We're going to lose her and nothing, but we, we are very proud that she went, <laughs> she went, she went from uh, being just a salesperson to become a store manager. And we saw the whole growing and she's has been an amazing manager. Maybe Kelly want to add something else. Well, I, you, you just cover everything almost. And yes, the team is, is, is I think, is the heart of the business. And if you make them part of your team and you be part of their team, because you need to be with them too. And if in case somebody is missing, let's go wash dishes together and let's cook together and maybe sell together. When you be part of that, like family, you make them family, 
is is amazing. The the team is is the heart of our business. It's everything. Yeah. I'd be interested to hear how COVID has affected, you know, your businesses and what adjustments, if any, you've had to make in this past year and even more now, I guess, what maybe, you know, last 14 months. Yes, an, an amazing question. Thank you for asking that because who was expecting a pandemic? <laughs> I mean, it was, uh, uh, like you mentioned, 14 months ago, we never realized where we want to be here. I mean, it's, it changed our life tremendously. The new normal is how they call right? So we didn't expect that we have to close the restaurant for four weeks. We didn't expect that uh, some of our team members are going to be sick. We worry about, you know, their families, how they're going to support them. It was the main concern we have. Without the PPP, honestly, we won't be here because the PPP were placed. I mean, it was a key component because we, we don't know how we will tr- go through because we have some uh, resources, financial resources. Claudia is very good. She's taking care of of, of the financial area. And she's very good about it, you know, but uh, it was it was very tough. Then the biggest challenge was that uh, we weren't prepared. We weren't prepared for this. Uh, we didn't expect to close the stores for months. With the retail stores, people wasn't coming into the stores. We have nothing to sell, but we need to continue paying rents. We need to continue paying all the operational costs, right? Internet, and, and it has to come from some, where are you going to get all that money? And when you have that many stores and every month we had to pay rent it was it was really really hard the good thing was that we diverse the business and we always hear advices from people that are in business and they said never put your eggs in the same basket so we were able to diverse the business a restaurant a money transfer a retail so when one business wasn't doing good the other business can help and pull and help the other business to continue at least alive. And um, that wasn't the, the same story with other business with their the only resource was one store or one restaurant or one just thing. So how are they gonna survive through all these months without any income? And we were very lucky to be diverse and pull money and resources from other business. And when one business was going okay, we pulled some resources from business business, put it in the other one. And then the PPP comes and it really infused the cash to continue in business through the pandemic. It's how we were able to survive and keep our employees in the payroll and, you know, big support. Uh, sometimes when we were, they weren't enough hours, they never quit. They, they, stick, they stick with us just to have enough, you know, to, to leave, to pay rents, pay the expenses. They never left the, 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 the company because the relationship that we built through the years and they were very supportive. And uh, and and like uh, my manager in, in, in Santo Taco, he he cuts his uh, salary for half. So we were able to maintain the, the expenses low. So we were able to maintain through the pandemic. And here we are now after the pandemic, and we've been doing pretty good. A lot of support from our customers, and they understand that sometimes maybe they need to wait a little bit more than normal because we are shorthanded right now with the have a the challenge that we need to hire more more people more team members and there is not enough people looking for jobs at this point but uh you know with the people that have been with us for a long time they, they are the ones that we are continuing working alfonso you mentioned the ppp has been very crucial to the survival of your business were there any other resources you were able to take advantage of um, and did you do both rounds of the ppp uh, claudia can answer the question better because she's the financial part claudia oh yeah well we use the ppp for almost all the business, not for all of them, but almost all of them, the first round. And the second one, obviously, you need to qualify for it. 
And we don't apply for all of them. We we get just for a couple of entities. I think uh, we don't use another resource for just the PPP was the one we use, Alfonso and me. And we really like Alfonso say, if that program doesn't uh, just go out, I don't think we cannot make it. But um, another thing that we did is adapt ourselves immediately. Like uh, every single day we see the news, every single day we see the changes. We maintain all the team informed that we need to do this and that. We're very transparent and clear. They, we say we have these powers. And like Alfonso say, uh, we need to work with you guys and everybody understood because we're in the same situation but the ppp was amazing we don't use another resource just our own and just taking care of the payroll very very well alfonso has a, an amazing idea when santo taco uh, get through the pandemic and the people cannot get inside to the restaurants how uh, he discovered or he put something they name la caja they serve four people for we put meat for four people then everybody was like oh my god that's an amazing idea then we get through to that we help families that maybe um 29 how much was it? 19 dollars 19 19 19 we paid for 99 19.99 right something like that 19 dollars then people was we sold many cajas and we everybody's it's like box. yeah yeah the name is a box but uh, you need to be creative in those type of uh environments you need to be ahead to every question the customers because the customers came and say, hey, is this this way or is that way? And we need to be on top to every single day changes with our business. <laughs> well, what advice would you have for other business owners, both just starting out and, and as you had talked about, no one saw the pandemic coming. You know, what do you think you could have done to have been better prepared for the pandemic? They need to be informed, really, really something even... I remember Alfonso and me, we, we divide ourselves and say, you call this the city and I call the health department. That way we know the rules every day. Or you need to, you don't wait. Don't sit down and wait, oh, what is going to happen with my business? How am I going to do this way? No, you need to be on top every single day. I think you need to trust yourself that you can do it, uh, adapt it, and show the customer always transparency. Like Alfonso say, always we talk very clear and say, um, like remember Alfonso, the, the steak or the meat, the beef, was so expensive, we, we cannot afford it. And we explained to customers, you know, we don't have a steak tacos <laughs> for yeah, a week. Chicken, chicken, chicken is a new beef. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then yeah. You need, you don't be scared to tell them because everybody's in the, in the same way with the pandemic. And I think people understand better than when we told them, you know, we don't have steak tacos, but we have chicken and pork and this and that. People understand. And uh, that's the part. Don't be scared to do it because obviously plan it correctly and use your resource just ask questions about ppp everybody has a lot of questions and i call my banker i call the bank i read all the sba and things like that you need to read you need to go and find you need to try to find the resources yeah it's uh just to add in uh, claudia comments uh, uh, when the pandemic becomes at the peak time obviously as you mentioned our uh, what we could do better and what uh, other business owners can do better. What I will do now is have a plan, have a plan for a situation like this. What I will do if this happen again, and not just a pandemic, maybe a earthquake, maybe, uh, you know, a tornado, maybe uh, something in our families, uh, uh, something, something unexpected can happen. What I will do, have a plan, have a plan and, and put it in practice. And Claudia mentioned putting it in practice is super important because we 
have to push ourselves to, to the limits, work long hours, and always with uh, with care, right? Very responsible and taking care of our, not just us, but our families, our employees, or customers. But um, now with this experience, we have a plan. Um, what the, the plan is, the, uh, we have uh, uh, several options for different situations, depending on the depending on the situation. But um, like uh, for another situation, like uh, the pandemic, what we are going to do, we understand that, that there are a lot of resources available. And sometimes we do not know, and most of our community, the Hispanic community, sometimes we do not have access to those programs because, not because we can't access them, it's because the lack of information. The information is not coming in the time, timely manner. And it cost us, Claudia and me, a lot of, you know, hiccups through this whole process because we learn about some programs are a little late, but now we are ready. Now, now we know that if something happens, we have to go and visit the websites for the XBA, for the CD, for different entities that we can visit the websites and, uh, and see what resources are, are available and uh, how we can get them. Those programs are available for everybody. So we, we, we are getting very well informed. We need to have information so we can use those products. Well, the final question that I would have for you both is what does the future hold? What are your future plans for growth and you know, where do you go from here? Oh my gosh, Claudia is not, is, is not gonna like me my answer. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yes, Claudia and me, we we are very passionate about business. We wanna leave a legacy for our for our children, and we teach them how to do business, how to be honest, how to be ethic, and uh, when you do the right thing, always come back. Uh, you know, the, the comeback is always good. No looking for cutting corners. It's always that is not gonna work never. So. The future for us, we look, it's a bright future. We are continue investing in people, investing in our communities, investing in, in, in new, new business. And as I mentioned earlier, not always just looking for, you know, for the, the financial part. It's important. We keep a good financial, but uh, looking the good for everybody, looking the good for our communities, for our team, which is the most important part of our families. And uh, we are ready. We are ready. We are opening more restaurants. Uh, we are looking for more opportunities. Our customers are asking us to open more restaurants in the south. And uh, we're going to do it. We're going to continue opening more restaurants. Unless Claudia say no, but I know she's going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, our passion is continue working. I think Alfonso and me, we maintain ourselves always busy and we're talking about our, our dreams and our future and our kids and everything. Then we involve families with us like or our team like Alfonso say but my kids already grow and we try to involve them too with it with the business and make us happy or I, their ideas with some of them are my daughter's ideas or maybe my son ideas and we love to have this family and like Alfonso say work with ethic and uh, professional and with passion I think we you need to be humble and just be grateful because we're so grateful with the opportunity to have business and the opportunity to meet that Salt Lake City that they help us and the opportunity they give us like a, to have a PPP and things like that. We're, we, we're very grateful and obviously we want to grow and take all advantage to to make better our, our business and, and just enjoy it. It's where, it's where we plan yeah, enjoy, enjoy our, our business and grow. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy every day. Have fun. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> well, yeah. that's pretty cool. Put a smile. 
<laughs> we we obviously all knew that on this call, but I hope everybody that listens to this just realizes how lucky Salt Lake City is to have you guys and, and all of your businesses here. And we are excited to see you grow. What a great ideology that you guys have and, and the ethics and everything that you bring to the business world and the people that you've supported through your employees and the community with all your work. So we thank you guys for obviously like keeping to grow um, in Salt Lake. We, we want to support that. We're here for you. And you always do. We are super happy to be here. Super, super, super excited. And uh, it's, it's a great place to do business, an amazing place. I mean, we come from nothing. We come from... Yeah, it's amazing. Alfonso came with twenty dollars to the United States and start our dream. And my kids are very proud of this. I'm very grateful to, to be in this country and to have the family I have. And the help you guys give us, like really, 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 uh, Salt Lake City help us a lot and make us feel comfortable to continue doing business. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you both. We really appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you.